0: Everybody, welcome back into another edition of Rapid Recap here inside Nebraska. With me, as always, is Greg Smith. I'm Zach Carpenter. And, uh, Greg, it's rapid fire. It's Rapid Recap, so we'll just get right into it. No intros. We already talked offline for a bit. We know how each other's day was going. Today, <laughs> uh, Matt uh, Marcus Satterfield met, uh, met with the media in addition to Tony White and a slew of players. But, I mean, far and away, the number one takeaway from Matt Rule yesterday on Monday and mm-hmm. – The entire press conference today is quarterback play who's going to be who's going to be the quarterback and um satterfield uh, he I, i feel like i told jansen this i told you and steve this like i could i feel like i could transcribe the question the answers from marcus satterfield um, in this presser before mm-hmm. I even go to the presser, because I know what he's gonna say, right? Yeah,
1: it was. We kind of knew where he was gonna go, and the lavish praise on each of the quarterbacks, and you know, Chuba Chuba's a warrior, and uh, and all of that. Though I did think not to bury the leader, jump too far ahead. I do think that. He pointed out that Chuba, you know, ran a lot of plays that he didn't practice all week because he was on the scout team. I do think that that's valuable and, and worth mentioning and true. Um, I just, but it's just a really tough situation. And I think a, a, a bitter pill for fans to swallow um to hear how well the offense and the quarterbacks have been playing and how much progress they've made um given the product that we've seen week to week like that's a tough one it's becoming the best practice ever of this staff um rapidly to be honest
0: yeah it's really it's got to be frustrating you're right because like (laughs) you you keep hearing it yeah like jeff doesn't turn it over in practice or uh, uh, Heinrich or Chuba looks great in practice, but then it's like, yeah. But then when you see it translate to the game, you see the struggles. Um, I mean, Chuba, we ca- I can't throw him in that same boat right now because he only had one yeah. series, one drive, and um, he looked good all the way up until that that last uh, fateful interception. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the question right now. Uh, is who's going to be Nebraska's starting quarterback against Wisconsin? Um, today, Satterfield said that Heinrich Harburg is limited or he was limited in practice and yeah. it, it, he said limited, but it sounded more like he was barely practicing at all. Like it'd yeah. be more like a very limited in all caps at practice. He said he was taking mental reps out there that like Russell Wilson style, mental reps.
1: Any t- Anytime yeah. a coach says a guy's taking mental reps, it's a bad sign.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, he didn't say Russell Wilson, but that's what I thought of when he said it, um, yeah. uh, the Sunday night football, Russell Wilson getting out there, making sure he's still in uh, in rhythm. But anyway, I digress. Uh, that that was the update on Harburg, um, Chuba and Chuba and Jeff Sims are take or we're splitting first team reps today at practice, um, and Sirefield open up or talked a little bit about um, the progress they've made, what what Purdy's performance against Maryland meant, like, um, but it, it, in the end, the question is Chuba right now. I think the question is Chuba Purdy or Jeff Sims. Who's going to start? I getting the strong. I'm getting a strong read from Monday into today, based on a number of different factors. That's going to be that's going to be Chuba Purdy. Will be your QB one at Wisconsin. But I don't know. Am I misreading that? What What do you think? What's your perspective,
1: man? If I had even if I hadn't heard Marcus Satterfield and how he described Chuba's performance and just heard Matt rule and kind of how he talked about Jeff Sims. I would think that Chubba, Pur- Chubba Purdy was going to start. I didn't, if if you're Jeff Sims, like you're probably thinking, a am really not going to get another shot. And that's not, it's not as if it's random that that's happened. Like there's been reasoning for that. Um, and so, and B that, you know, Chubba is going to be the guy this week. I would be, I, at this point, I would be shocked if it wasn't Chubba Purdy. Um, and I think that in, we've kind of talked about this, like off and on, like kind of all, off pod like I feel like we're at the point to where you can't put Jeff Sims back out there like and we saw kind of the the early season struggles after the preseason kind of praise and him being a future NFL guy and all of that and then we get out there and the turnover bug is basically what cost him the game against Minnesota and then you see the struggles at Colorado and then like the kind of injury that I I guess he was he was probably more hurt than they probably led us to believe. But at the same time, it didn't feel like they wanted to put him out there then. So then you fast forward to last game and they have to put him out there. and he does the exact same thing, forcing you to go to a third quarterback. I just think that that means it's all run its course for him. i I, I really do um think that. And then the age of the transfer portal, I don't think it's too much to say that, you know, he'll be playing somewhere else next year. Um, so that's a, a long way of saying, I think it's Chubba Purdy um, this Saturday at Wisconsin. And to be honest, I think he's kind he based on how both of them played on Saturday, I think Purdy to me would be the clear choice, um, especially when you handicap it a little bit for the fact that Purdy was running scout team last week.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you just run through the, the evidence we have, like, I mean, it, it's, it points all, I think all of the signs point to, to Purdy being named the starter and he's going to be out there uh, taking the, uh, running out there with the ones on the first series. I mean, uh, Harburg has uh, has a sprained ankle, and I think sounded like Rule or the staff like thought it was a little, maybe a little more uh, serious or like uh, worse than pro- than they initially hoped or um, yeah. that seem Like that, yeah. And he he said Rule said a lot of the same things he said about Harburg's ankle sprain that he did about Sims' ankle sprain after Colorado. So. Um, I I get the feeling that he's going to be like an emergency quarterback situation. I think on, on Saturday, if he's able to go, but um, we don't know that yet. That's just sort of the read I'm getting. And then, yeah, yeah, Jeff Sims, I just do not think you can put him back out there to start. Um, I don't think he, I don't think you can put him on the field unless you have to Um, like if, if if the other two guys aren't able to go. um, I mean, he's, he has a, he has a turnover now in, uh, he has one turnover for every 16 snaps this season. And he has now after Saturday, 40 career turnovers and you can just see it. Like you saw it on Saturday. If you like, if you watch, uh, rewatch the broadcast on Peacock, like um, he threw, he fumbled it. And then he had the the second interception, third overall turnover on back-to-back plays. And after he threw that interception, you just see him, he walked over to um, the camera, showed him on the sideline, just, squatting down like holding his like helmet off just like staring down into the ground like um next to the the red fence there at memorial stadium like that's behind the bench area it's like you can just tell he's just not in um he's not in the right mindset i don't think that uh to to confidently go out there and play this position at the level that that you would need to, and
1: especially what you know, Matt Rule says this a lot about the the pressure of playing quarterback at Nebraska, right? And I think that it's a very real thing. Um, we talk about it, like the the pressure of just playing at Nebraska and the scrutiny that that comes of a man being the quarterback here is a whole different beast. Um, and it's obviously, I think that this ultimately, though, is is a little bit of a lesson moving forward for for Rule and his staff about how to approach bringing in transfers not just at quarterback though (laughs) that'll be something that obviously we talk about a lot coming forward going forward but the process of bringing in transfers and if they can handle the bright lights of being here and all of the scrutiny um, I definitely think that that'll be you know something that is needed to give consideration.
0: Yeah I'm reminded right now of a quote Ryan Day used to say about or still says about quarterbacks he said uh, in his opinion that being the quarterback at Ohio State is like being the shortstop of the New York Yankees as far Mm -hmm. as the meaning of the position, how much, uh, how big of a spotlight it is, the scrutiny that comes with it. And I think that plays here. I think, I think that's the exact same being the quarterback at university of Nebraska is like being the shortstop of the New York Yankees where you're going to, um, you're going to get especially in this
1: or, especially in this day and age right with all the nil and everything that comes with it we sit now we actually see those guys even more right like you see and it, and you weren't here for this but like tanner lee when he transferred in from tulane like he was a, that was a big deal and he was scrutinized and talked about a lot but it was it's even more with jeff sims because tanner lee wasn't like out there on billboards and you know at, at amigos and all of that and with combos and stuff so like it's just it, it's a, it's a different day and age for college football and that that has to be factored in
0: yeah that's it that's pretty much what i wrote uh on tuesday inside nebraska.com for like just like takeaways from a very long extensive and revealing press yeah. conference from matt rule on monday was um it, it was it's already a fishbowl at nebraska you already have to handle that fishbowl and um i think it's it's doubly so however whatever number figure you want to put on it it's compounded by the fact that it's the year 2023 and we're in the social media era we're in the nil era like they're exposed to that more so like the players are exposed more to um just that conversation about about their own play and about the team uh, i think more than ever before so yeah you were. i think you're spot on with the fact that it's can be a learning tool for the Mm -hmm. staff going forward of um when you bring in a transfer quarterback, when you bring in anybody, you have to make sure that well it's so hard. So I wanted to say you have to make sure that their their um their mentals are there, like that they that they it's can such handle a this. Tough but that's like thing the thing to do. That's like the <laughs> yeah. that's like the hardest thing to evaluate in a quarterback and yeah. any player is what's inside here. Because like you can they can say all the right things, do all the right things, like think all the right things, but then in in other moments like that's when they show you whether they're built for for the moment or not, and that's so. I think that's the one. Thing <laughs> Are you that built for this? You yeah. Could not calculate with uh, with Jeff Sims, and um, I think we're seeing that play out. I think it's been it's been a shock to to that staff.
1: Yeah, it absolutely has been, and it, it, and like you said, it is a very very difficult thing to account for because it it it's so hard to know. Like you could have a guy like come from like a lower level and be totally fine but a guy coming from power five has an issue like it's just it's such an individual thing that you just and and ultimately you don't know until you know right until the bright lights come on and the guy gets here you get out of camp and you get into games and that's when you really figure it out so it is really tough I give credit for that um but man it's they'll have to figure it out moving forward
0: yeah and then we're kind of I mean obviously we're bearing the lead I wanted to save it save it for last with Chubba Purdy the man himself you know, we talk about Heinrich and then we talk about Sims, but Purdy sounds like is gonna be the man of the hour, at least the way we're reading it. And um he, he said uh today that the what Purdy did on Saturday coming in um after running scout team and having never played this season in this system, and he said uh what he did on Saturday was amazing, quote unquote amazing. And uh the fact of him coming off the coming off the bench and the uh, Matt Rule told Satterfield, said, uh asked Matt Rule um before that 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 last series, "Hey, what do you want to do here because we're backed up on 3 yard line?" And Rule said attack, like go win the game. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they that's what they tried to do, and that's what they almost did, um yeah. going down the going down the field till the interception which we talked uh, we talked extensively about yesterday um on our rapid recap video that you can check out. Um again on Inside Nebraska YouTube channel because um, there's some there's this dichotomy of what the staff is doing where they're trying to win now and at the same time develop for the future yeah. and uh, and winning teams uh, winning programs good teams they they throw the ball on third and goal from the seven they try to go win the game and in two three years maybe that that pass gets complete for a touchdown we're talking about a seventeen ten win um, come come this time whenever that does come but uh, digressing here Purdy sounds like um, it, he, they, they said a lot of the same things about Purdy that they have all year about that they've said about all three Nebraska yeah. quarterbacks and you and I have had many, many conversations offline of this is why this is a prime example of why they did that all year. Yeah, absolutely,
1: and I think you—you just had a feeling that they were going to have to go to one of these other guys at some point, right? That so, and like whether or not Sims would be back out there, it would be Purdy, and that's why Matt Rule could then yesterday harken back to, "Oh, I've said positive things about Chubb all year. I believe in him. This is exactly why you do that." He, and, he, and he did he believe did. in him. So, yeah, it didn't lead to a win, but. It got him some reps uh, and we'll see how he plays this week. If, if things go in fact, the way we think they're going to go, whichever party getting the nod in Madison.
0: Yeah. When so much of this about being a Nebraska quarterback or being a quarterback in general and being on this team in general is so much about confidence. And he's rule has talked so, so, so many times about um, trying to turn this team's uh, mentality around, like build a winner and build confidence in them and get, get the good players to realize that they're good players to find out they're good players. Um, I think that's really important. And speaking of one of those, those good players who now is realizing, I think fully that he's a good player is Ty Robinson. And that was, that was um, the last thing I wanted to hit on here is that I felt like that was the the main takeaway from Tony White today. Tony White, by the way, nominated today for the Broyles award for the Mm -hmm. nation's top assistant in college football. So I think that's extremely well-deserved. I think we would all agree with that. But his his conversation about Ty Robinson was really, uh, really intriguing and revealing both him and Rule of now saying Ty Robinson's praises and justifiably so.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, Tony White, defense coordinator today, talked about Ty Robinson having another dominant game. Um, He talked about specifically about a play where he was going one way and saw a screen out of the corner of his eye, cut on a dime and just went and and attacked it. Um, He talked about splitting double teams like they weren't even there. And and one of the things that really stood out to me about what Tony said about Ty is that he talked about Ty's mentality. Like, I think this is something that, you know, none of us have ever thought that Ty Robinson was not talented enough to play an all-conference level or be a future NFL player. The talent has always been there. It's about his mentality and whether or not he's attacking at all times um, and he's playing with kind of that hair on fire. You saw it, was it last year? Was it maybe against Wisconsin or two years ago against Wisconsin? Last year against Iowa. um, This year in a couple of different games, most notably the the most recent one against Maryland. uh, When he plays with that level of attitude and and I think it may be a confidence thing as Tony White mentioned too about him knowing he's the best guy out there. Um, He's at a different level and i think that hearing that i think really perked my ears up and it'll make me watch even closer this week to see if he comes out there with that same mentality against wisconsin who's been struggling in all facets of the game um to see if he can go out there and dominate them on saturday
0: yeah i mean i i know you noticed this after the after the maryland game in the in the postgame press conference like um ty robinson looked like a completely different ty robinson Mm -hmm. in the moments after that game like um, I was, I was uploading video of, of rule and I'm like trying to get those things going. And then Ty Robinson takes the, po- walks in takes the podium. And I'm like staring at my laptop and I look up at him and I did like an actual real life double take yeah. because I mean, he has the, the turf beads on his face, the black, the eye black smeared all over. He had an arm and a arm and a sling. He, I mean, he looked like a warrior who just went into, went to battle, like a Braveheart type, um, a scene from Braveheart, which I know is one of your favorite movies. Um, <laughs> Um, but he, he just looked, he looked different and, um, he's playing different right now. Like you said, like yeah. he, ever since the Northwestern game, that's the, after that game is when Matt rules said he thought Ty had an absolutely dominant performance that moved him up a couple of rounds, like the type of, of performance that moves you up a couple of rounds in the NFL draft. And ever since then, he's been on a tear and I thought Mar the Maryland game, um, he was he was the defense player of the game in my eyes that when I wrote up the, our scarlet standouts because he just uh he, he was a monster in that game with the thing, the how he was affecting things I mean pretty much every big defensive play Ty Robinson number 9 is right there involved so he's he, he's on an upward trajectory that's really exciting right now
1: yeah definitely and I think that this is something I know I've said this on this video on these videos before Matt Rule has said it on the sneak and I feel like people continue to just ignore it Ty Robinson is likely not going to be here next year Um, and part of this is is that like he said it but he said this like at least six weeks ago like and it was just a throwaway comment because he was talking about guys returning and saying that they they wish that they could be here next year and Ty was one of the first ones to come in and people are like first of all I I didn't catch that oh yeah people totally I skipped, I, I skipped over um, it too. I'm and that's why I keep mentioning it because I'm just like, people make these lists of like, oh, these guys could come back next year. I'm like, eh. you know, that, that magic Johnson meme. I'm not going to be here. I feel like that's Ty. Uh, but for a good reason is that he's playing so well. Um, and I think deservedly. So I think he'll be off to the NFL after this year. Um, and it'll be kind of the first, it, it, we'll have a lot of time to talk about this, but he would be like the first person um, for T Knight and Terrace night to be able to say, Hey, we, we unlocked him and got him to a drive. Draft pick um and so yeah i'm sorry that that's gonna upset people um but i do it think shouldn't though know, no, it should gone. not upset people it, it's because... a good thing it's a good thing in the long run and i think he's definitely playing at that level so i'm curious to see how he kind of, if this is the end, if he then, how he goes out with a bang and two, just enormous games for kind of shaping the trajectory of the program and kind of getting a couple monkeys off their back um, with this lost streak to Wisconsin and all of that. Like, I just think that it would be um, a really big deal for him to have another dominating performance this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're, it's a good thing if guys leaving to go be an um, a early to mid-round draft pick, which I think yeah. Ty Robinson right now would probably be a mid- mid-round draft pick um if if he goes i mean his uh and that's what i was going to say is just is after the northwestern game like after rule had said had mentioned about that being an absolutely dominant game and um ty robinson then met with the met the media too after that uh the week after that game and it was pretty cool to get his perspective and in the fact that he was refreshingly honest like he straight up said like yeah i'm gonna have some have a tough decision to make after this year that guys start thinking about later in the year of, um, whether to go or whether to stay. And, um, that was what, three, one, two, three, four weeks ago. And I think with each passing game, especially after the last one, he's making the decision a little easier on himself with the way he's been playing. Um, but he's, he's one of those guys. He's a, he's clearly an OOU rule guy, as we say. Um, and he's, he's been one of rules closest confidants and um, most trusted players in the in, in that locker room and wanted to finish up with just a, one of the quotes that Rule had on Robinson yesterday because he, he said on Sunday in the team facilities, he said, he asked Ty, like, you're going to have the team ready to go? And Ty said, Coach, one thing about Nebraskans, it doesn't matter if you're from somewhere else. When you're here, you just keep going back to work and you just keep fighting. That's the one thing you learn when you're here. The guys who can't figure that out, they have to go and they've gone in the past but will be ready to go. And whether that was a direct quote or not doesn't matter. Rules awesome at speaking uh, and uh, making you um, adding some color to to what uh, right. his when he reflects back on conversations. But um, I thought that was a pretty important thing to to remember going forward. Is uh, especially this defense's mentality; they're not just gonna um, shrivel up or crumble uh, up against at Wisconsin just because of the the what's transpired over the last two games, but. Um, I think that, I think that's something we can bank on. But will we be able to get? Will we, Will Nebraska be able to get some quality quarterback play? Some consistent quarterback play for once. I was
1: gonna. I thought you were gonna go with. Can they get to double digit points to be able to you know help that defense out? If they get to twenty, they win this game. Like flat out. So we'll so we'll see. But I but I agree. I think the defense will be ready. And that that to me was a really encouraging quote uh, for the week, because remember, I said on Saturday right after the game, one of the things I was going to be paying close attention to this week was how these guys reacted to that game, because that was a gut punch. And it's really encouraging to hear that. Um, It sounds like the, the fight is still within them.
0: So who's who's gonna have the bold prediction about centered around Ty Robinson tomorrow?
1: You or Steve or me? Like who's who's gonna? I think I'm gonna let you have it. I feel like you're itching to go ahead and get that, so I'm I'm gonna let you have it.
0: I might just so I can uh, do a little humble brag, pat on the back for uh, uh, staff mail or uh, a mailbag earlier in the year before the season started. Ty Ty Robinson was my number one pick to like have a breakout year because the way I thought they would use him, and took a little while, took a few games, but he's uh, he's on a roll right now. Mm -hmm. So. He's going to try to keep it going against Wisconsin on Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. under the lights in Madison. Nebraska hasn't won there, and they haven't beat Wisconsin since 2012 uh, before the 70-31 to 31 game, the Big Ten title game. Uh, we'll have coverage at InsideNebraska.com. Encourage you guys to go check out our site there and encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel so you can get all those videos dropped directly into your feed. So for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.